Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Middle. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show where I'm pretending I'm awake, it's barking to my left is arms. Good morning. And my right is knit. Hola, what's going on? My god, everybody else sounds awake but me. That's you're, right, you're gonna get it, dude. Arms didn't make coffee. You hit that whip. Ah, oh, dude. Get, I, I mean, it, the, that, the listeners need to know the issue. That is me and Knit coming all the way to <laughs> Arms' home studio, if if that's what we're going to call it. And yeah. there's no, I want to cuss coffee. It's what I would call upsetting. It's what I would call a travesty. Disappointing is another adjective I might use. As he writes crap on his notepad and gives zero craps Aggra- about what we're saying. Aggravating. That See, might that might encompass all of our emotions. It just is so we're clear, that whole, oh man, I think it's stupid to get up 45 minutes before we do anything. I'm awake because I got up 45 minutes ago. And it takes 30 seconds to make a pot of coffee. Okay. For your boys, <laughs> trying to get you recognized nationally on the world's greatest podcast. <laughs> but now, did, did, no, they don't did need that. coffee. Did we get an email inviting me to a different they, podcast? They don't need coffee. <laughs> yeah, the, the the Tom and Slim show or whatever. Hey, Robin Slim, yeah. They they're, pro- they're waiting for you. You know, you know damn well when I'm listening. I think it's Slime. I think Slime listens. I think it's Throb. <laughs> throb? Throb. Throb and slime. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're going to do some wide receivers. We're going, we're going to give you... Eventually. Eventually. After we're done complaining about this lack of coffee. Arms needs to march, us, march upstairs and yeah. make a pot of coffee mid-podcast. Yeah. All I keep hearing is... <laughs> That's what I keep hearing from you guys. Well... It's going to continue. I want you to know that. We have no shame. <laughs> I'm upset. As they say, nagada. Nagada. Uh, I don't know what that means. What did he just say? Nagada. Mm. It's it's an old... Uh, Must be real old. From Saturday Night Live, I believe it was. Super and, old. Oof. Oh, yeah. From way back. I think it's Will Ferrell as... Uh, living Color? As G.W. Bush. Nagada. Nagada. Is not going to do it? Okay. No. That makes well. I'm glad you Still explained lost. that one. I'm glad you understand because I Nag-a-duh. don't. All I hear is no coffee, no coffee. <laughs> that's that's all I'm gonna hear. Let's wow. uh, we'll talk a little news. We got Stefan Diggs just inked an eighty million dollar deal. As Arm said, Le'Veon Get, getting money. that Le'Veon Bell money, baby. Getting that Le'Veon money. I mean, Le'Veon Bell only I think has more receptions and you know yards touchdowns well, that, than Stefan Diggs. But you know, paying Le'Veon Bell money. Yeah. Right. I mean, football practice has kicked off. Like, yeah. In the, like, we have news. Like, there's new, And Le'Veon Bell still hasn't reported, but he is. No. Hanging out in Miami strip clubs. Oh. Did you yeah. see that? A mid holdout, dude. Too many running backs in Miami, though. So hopefully that's not what he's leaning towards. But No, no. But then uh, you've also got uh, just, Andrew Luck is back throwing balls. Looking good. Hey. Amara Darbo the, the, might be battling for a roster spot. Had to throw that out there. One of the best uh, the, the best follows on Facebook for about a day mm-hmm. is Captain Andrew Luck. 
Oh, and yeah. it's a picture of him, you know, it's black and white, and it I've looks like it. he's from the 1800s, and he's writing mothers or yeah. letters home to his mother, and at the end it's always, pet the hogs for me. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that. I do enjoy that. My sar- sidearm is at full capacity, but I'll probably save my ammo for the fight. <laughs> pet the hogs for me. Captain. Love, Andrew. Andrew Luck. He it. does look like an old Civil War general, though. It could be the neck beard. Especially, it's, it's, uh, it's 100% the neck beard. Especially with the black and white photo. But <laughs> it's hard to talk about that because the word black just makes me think coffee. Yeah. And I'm uh, I'm in need of some coffee. Oh, I mean. Show's over. You guys have a good day. I'm going, to, I'm going to town and getting <laughs> some coffee. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll take a uh, large uh, two <laughs> creams. <laughs> I'll give you two creams, all right? Whoa! That was sad attempt at humor. NSFW. Not safe. Suitable. Not suitable. I thought it was not safe for work. But, yeah. I think it was. I thought it was not safe too, but not suitable works as well. It's Chad's definitely li- not Chad's suitable. a little more professional than us, though. So. <laughs> not suitable for work. Use yeah. that there. Other so, news. Training camp stuff. Uh, Mike Jacecki looks as advertised, making one-handed catches left and right. Big hands, monstrosities. Big, hands. I mean, Big I mean, catch radius. Nearly two feet of hands on that human being. Is it monstrous hands. Yes. And, and as a Buckeyes fan, you just kept seeing him come down difficult passes. Like it's, he catches in traffic. He is, as a rookie, every, everything you expect out of a tight end. I Dallas mean, Goddard as well, looking looking hot in training camp. The one concern I have with Goddard, they've got Ertz. He he can't he doesn't have that full time role. Oh yeah, I would I definitely wouldn't be advising to go pick up Dallas Goddard as a fantasy starter. But it's training camp news, and uh, when somebody looks good like that, it's like okay, well the Eagles just got richer. You know they're gonna depth have wise. another guy to throw to. So news of notes. I don't think or he's good. still. Yeah, God is probably not stealing any targets from anybody. No, I no, I doubt it too. But but when he's on the field, it's probably a probably going to be probably going to be helpful. Teams oh, no doubt about that. For him. The Saints signed Michael Floyd. That's all. Uh, and, that, that's and the whole new cares. snippet there. That's yeah. all of that. Kind of like the Eric Decker worked out for the Patriots. It's like see, see that okay. should probably that, sign him. That one has an opportunity to have some True. some legs behind it. True. Well, I get the I, yeah. There's definitely legs behind it. If, if he signs there, I don't think it's a fantasy relevant signing though. No, see, I, anyone. I'm going to disagree because they they don't really have anyone who's it you know entrenched in that number one role. Yeah. People, people must hate Dez because the Patriots and the Seahawks mm-hmm. should already have signed him and they haven't. So something's up there. I mean, you you look back, the Patriots took a chance on a little bit older Randy Moss, aging out Randy Moss, and he has arguably the greatest wide receiving fantasy year I don't of all think time. it's an argument. I mean, yeah, it's like no. 23 25, touchdowns. 25 touchdowns 25? Oh, in the regular yeah. season. And all I mean, on no coffee. Yeah. No fuel behind that. Don't product. expect that kind of performance out of me and Nip, but – yeah. It's, What's that say about Dez though? That Bill Belichick, the Crafts won't even attempt to sign Dez. He's got to be. He's got to be a locker room. Not a fun issues, guy, man. Not well, a fun guy. Locker room. Everyone knew it though. Diva, yeah. immature. It's taking money out of his pocket starting this year. I think it's funny that Antonio Brown tweeted like, "Come play with me, Dez." You know, get that ring. Uh, and the Steelers are like, "Well, 
Antonio, Whoa. why are you doing that? We don't want Dez. <laughs> we got Juju on the beats here. Yeah, like, mm. stop that crap. Uh, Dez is, yeah, Dez is exactly where he needs we to be. We already got Le'Veon Bell hanging out in strip clubs during the middle of uh, training camp. So, right. like, we, we don't need Dez. You got people like, on behalf of the Steelers Commission, um, we are not supporting Antonio Brown's statements. Yeah. Do not read his tweets. Jarek McKinnon. Uh, one of our boys hit me with some news on Jarek McKinnon catching multiple touchdowns in practice. He's he's looking, uh, which we knew this. Is he burning Richard Sherman like everybody else? He's burning uh, short routes and catching a ton of passes from Jimmy G. The comfort level is there. Alex Smith extremely comfortable with Jameson Crowder. Pretty sure we we mentioned that on a, a past show as well. That Crowder and Alex uh, Smith was going to be a thing. Looks like it's going to be. Uh, Darius Geis, you know, already one of the leaders of the team in the in the locker room, in the meeting room, doing nothing but working, doing nothing but asking questions, doing nothing but demanding answers. That's that's huge for his, his fantasy value because the knock on him for me was immaturity and being able to walk into that, that starting role, lock it down um, as a leader. If you're already a leader before you step on the field yeah. preseason, year one, Man, that's huge for long-term value. Uh, and I, I have to like backtrack on my Washington Redskins aren't going to be that great. I'm only going to win three there. games. I might have to. I might have to pull it back. I mean, Alex Smith is a winner. I mean, that's what he does. He wins football games. Maybe not in an alarming clip, always, but he just wins football games. Darius, guys, I, like I kind of like what he's bringing to the table. Jameson Crowder's exciting in the slot. You throw in a healthy Jordan Reed, not a bad offense. I mean, that's not a bad four to build an offense around, to be quite honest. I, I don't like the predicting more wins, but I like the you know win, winning at an alarming rate. Like, if they went 5-0, and oh, everybody on the sidelines like, I am very alarmed right now. <laughs> I am not sure what to think about this. I'm not sure what's going on. We might need to call in uh, – you know, the someone, feds. someone call Hugh Jackson. We, we've got too many wins. We have too many yeah. wins. Can we get Hugh Jackson in here to calm this crap down? Yeah. The, this is alarming. I am alarmed. The winning streak firefighter, Hugh right. Brown. Hugh Brown? Hugh Jackson. My bad. <laughs> Hugh Brown's probably I don't even know who too. Hugh Brown is. You got I think co- it's coffee Hugh, is Hugh Brown. Lewis in the news. I mean, Ooh. let's just name all the Hughes. Coffee is Brown, and that's what's on our mind. Yeah. Okay? That's what it was. And I love the Hugh. Of the coffee as well. It was like a that like was a that, Freudian slip, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It just the hue of the coffee. Are you guys really that upset? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Chief. Michael Crabtree's been a popular target in the red zone. We probably could have called that. Uh, was recently asked on Twitter. <laughs> probably a, we probably could have called that. Who's a wide receiver one that's flying under the radar in your opinion? I was like Michael Crabtree, man. Like Michael Crabtree is going to be a he wide a receiver one. one. Well, I'm talking fantasy. Yeah. Like I think he's going to be one, two fringe Ooh. by default. I mean, John Brown's getting the camp hype, and John Brown will play seven games. And Michael and Crabtree will catch touchdowns from Joe Flacco, who's reportedly having his best camp ever. That's what happens when you draft quarterback weapons. in the first round and give him some coffee. He turns into a beast. Man, I <laughs> – you give him coffee. Middle fingers to arms. You wake him up early. You give him some coffee. He turns into Joe Montana. So apparently Joe Flacco, just the best part of him waking up is Folgers in his cup. It's the best part of anybody waking up. Seriously, Joe Joe Flacco's a good quarterback. 
I've defended Joe Flacco. <laughs> I've defended Joe Flacco for ever since Ozzie Newsom and that 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 GM staff decided to not give him any weapons whatsoever. No running back, no I wide receiver, no tight end, not even a good offensive line. How do you expect him to win football games? I don't. I expect him to put up fantasy stats because I don't care how many football games he wins. No, you don't. You 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 give Joe Flacco they, they a pass continuously, on the last five years. He has he has some five years, now. Chad. You're going to give someone a pass for five years. That doesn't mean we need to draft. <laughs> Name a receiver, you just call him Chad. Yeah, name a receiver that he's thrown to in the last. Tory Smith. Years. Who's Chad? Steve no. Smith. Those are not. Steve Smith was. Out, oh, it, no, I've said at it the before. Dude. That five-year window. He hasn't had a, a, a real viable Sam option. Smith. <laughs> Michael Campanaro. The Smiths. Michael Camp. You're you're just playing games right now. Like Get, look I it mean, up. Joe Flacco. I mean, I'm not sure if Michael Campanaro ever actually caught a pass, but right, you're playing games right now. I mean, Joe, you you can't say. That you can just throw Joe Flacco under the bus. The guys had nothing. I understand that, but do we think that uh, Michael Crabtree is enough to make him relevant? I think it could be. That's I, I think that that whole redone Ravens wide receiver core is enough to make him relevant. Willie Sneed's no slouch. You got Sneed, you got Crabtree, you got John Brown when he can play. If they use him as a situational guy and keep him healthy, like he's a good receiver. You, took, you've got you drafted two tight, two tight ends. ends. You've got Javorius Allen, who's a good threat out of the backfield. You've got Alex Collins, who's a better runner than anyone gives him credit for. The Ravens, the Ravens are not going to be terrible. No, they should compete in the. They should. It won't compete. be an easy win. You get the Browns twice. You get the Bengals twice. You just got to beat the Steelers one one or two times. You're probably a playoff team. Possible. I mean, you're you're probably a playoff team on the back of Joe Flacco. I mean, they were Ooh, yeah. yeah, they were one pass away from it last year. Andy Truth, Bush, they were one pass away from it. In your but, face, but, no and, coffee cup arms. Okay, boom, that just happened. Just saying, he's a rock solid quarterback. Absolutely, NFL wise. Absolutely, NFL wise. Now listen, I'm a Dolphins fan. I have no desire to draft him. Oh no, I don't have any desire to draft Flacco. Like either. if I'm sitting at we're talking the, the NFL sixteenth round, and I don't have Joe Flacco, <laughs> I'm probably not still not going to take Joe Flacco. I'll let somebody take him as their backup. I'm not disagreeing with that no. at all. We Joe Flacco is a good NFL quarterback, fantasy wise. Hands off in, in IDP. I will literally take all of my no, li- once hands on. I'll take all of my linebackers. Okay. And at least one defensive end, and <laughs> probably two safeties before I take Joe Flacco. He's a backup caliber. <laughs> well, here's a here's a he, he's like just, before he's I take a, a cornerback as All my right. third uh, defensive back, then I might take Joe Flacco at that point. Yeah. All right, okay. Wasted enough time on Joe Flacco. Yeah, I mean, let me finish my thoughts here. That kind of helped me wake up the a little bit. I think coffee would have helped more. But anyway, <laughs> you think it's the motivation of you know Lamar Jackson that helped you wake up? I don't think kind of like it, it helped Joe Flacco wake I, up. I think he's been just fine the last few. Again, they've been good. I mean, you can't arms. You're saying he's a terrible quarterback. He solely had them on the cusp of a playoff run. I, I just didn't. I, said, I didn't won. say he was terrible. I just didn't say he was good. Haven't they won he a hasn't, title? He hasn't as been well. good. Run they went to the Super Bowl. Did they win the title? Uh, I think Flacco has one ring, doesn't he? He's got yeah, one. Right? He's got one. Yeah, he's got one. He, he bet on himself and won that year. Okay. And that's it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, like us this morning. We bit. woke up, we bet on ourselves for coffee, and it didn't happen. But Right. You guys done? You guys done with this? Nope. No. 
So anyways, Miami Dolphins fan here, so I follow them closer than any other team, but I do try to follow every team. A little fantasy disclaimer. As long as he's healthy, Danny Amendola is probably the wide receiver to own besides Kenny Stills. You don't, Stills, think, it's, you don't think it's Albert Wilson? I love Albert Wilson, but Devontae Parker's in his way, and that's what I was getting to next. Uh, I think their best starting lineup is Stills and Wilson on the outside, Danny Amendola in the slot. Wilson's been making plays downfield. Devontae Parker apparently is struggling as usual to separate from corners. <laughs> it's time to let go of the Devontae Parker shares. And I've had quite a few messages. I got offers for Devontae Parker. What do you think? I think you trade him. Just he take did. what you can get at this point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's he's not. It's not happening. So move on as quick as you can. I do feel like Stills is going to move into that number one role down there. Oh, Stills is definitely the guy to own. The safe bet, the and, and then throw. and then the flyer. Amendola apparently is catching everything thrown his way, and Tannehill's got eyes for him. So. Yeah, but I, I also feel like with Amendola, you're just basically you have to have Wilson if you have Amendola. I agree because that's who moves into that slot role. Well, Jakeem Grant apparently apparently they they see Albert Wilson as an outside receiver. Only. He, he, but he can play both. I know. I mean, as we but said they, before. They're not playing him, though. They're not moving him to. He's a he's a poor man's Tyreek Hill, unfortunately, last year and, you know, year before. The Chiefs just had Tyreek Hill. I mean, it is what it is. You fellas got any uh, news and notes of, of Titans, Bengals, or Raiders? Titans, Hey, the Titans going to that outside zone uh, blocking scheme could be big. Could be big for Derrick Henry. Did you see the picture of Henry and Deion Lewis standing side by side? No, I oh, imagine pretty there's good. quite a difference in it's the body type. It's a big meme going around like, you know, when your mom says you have to take your little brother. It's <laughs> <laughs> got a little Deion Lewis to stay like, you know, Derrick yeah. Henry towering over him. Yeah, here, here's the OC for the Titans. He is a Kyle Shanahan prodigy. He, he's worked with Kyle Shanahan Nothing in the wrong past. With that. The, outside, the outside scheme. Now, what they're saying is the outside zone blocking scheme masks inferior talent. You know, you're able to – that grinds out three to four yards. Any any back you put back there can grind out three to four yards. They're excited to put a Derrick Henry-type body in that who can get outside to the outside – again, the outside zone blocking scheme. Get outside, pick up those four yards, and then be able to run somebody over. So it's looking good for Derrick Henry's fantasy value. Again, I said he was a thousand yard back, not necessarily a PPR monster, but I thought he could get. I think he can get to a thousand rushing yards, and I mean, there's a possibility he gets to eight eight rushing touchdowns in 2000, 2018. But it, it's hey, it's looking good for it. They'll, you know they're going to use two running backs. We already know that. Deion Lewis is going to be the third down roll. Hey, Derrick Henry, take a long look at him as a running back two candidate, a high-end, high-upside running back two candidate. The, the problem is if you have him on your team and you acquired him during the offseason, you paid running back one prices for him. Not I don't necessarily. Think, I don't think right now you're – I don't think you could trade him for the value you've already got in him. I kind of agree with that. I don't. I don't think you necessarily. You may have paid running back one numbers for the month that Deion Lewis wasn't signed there. Once Deion Lewis signed, his his stock plummeted, oh, yeah. and you could have acquired him for a Jai prices. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of the comp I have on uh, fantasy finishes in 2018. Ajayi, Derrick Henry going to finish somewhere around each other in the around number 15 
overall. I, d- I do have one. Uh, this isn't Raiders related, but as bad as the Jets' backfield is, Elijah McGuire gets hurt. Yeah. Poor Jets. Like, and that's who we all want. I think they brought like, in Orleans Darkwa for a workout. There's your starting running back. <laughs> I mean. Like, that's the, that's a sad thing. Like, McGuire, you know, had an opportunity to seize the role. You know, most likely would have seized the role, and then he's going to miss a little bit of time. I didn't see how long it was, but, man, bad way to go, my friend. Bad way to go. You know, there's a running back that doesn't get talked about enough in the league. Todd? Not currently on a team. Not currently Todd in in talks to be on a team, but Glenn Coffey. Glenn, that's right. Glenn Coffey. Glenn Coffey. Yeah. He was, you know. LSU product, maybe spend uh, some time. Just, just the coffee rang a bell. Yeah, Glenn Coffee, uh, running back for the Niners back in the day. I, th- I believe he retired Fair. to be a priest or something. That something was, like that happened. Yeah. But Glenn Coffee doesn't get talked in, about enough. Arms. Uh, it's like Jeffrey Folgers in <laughs> in Jonathan Maxwell House. Yes, yeah. uh, exactly. Those those guys don't get the recognition they they deserve. That they truly um, deserve. Deshaun Starbucks. I mean, he's you know he's, he's solid quarterback. Anyway, uh, back to McGuire. Um, he's <laughs> he's getting surgery. He's going to be going to be out about six weeks, and you know. <clears throat> excuse me, it could uh, take a little bit of time for him to get up to speed, and it's not like he was an absolute stud before. So, God, stay away from that backfield if you can. Yeah. So a little dry, you get you get choked up over there? I have, some, I have something to uh, oh. drink over here. It's oh, just yeah. no coffee. I'd like to have me a, a tall cup of Joe Flacco <laughs> be washed down this uh, morning I, exhaustion. I think we're having, like, mental slips of needing coffee. We're talking about Joe. I believe so. Hugh, the Hugh, the brown hue, the Hugh Brown of yeah. the coffee. Apparently, uh, the Browns mm. had such a good practice the other day that they dumped a whole cooler full of iced caramel macchiato on Hugh Jackson. <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing they've won in a while is good practice. Yeah. God, we could, we could. <laughs> James Cold Brew or Killabrew uh, had, a, had a wonderful practice Isn't as well. Is it Miles Killabrew? Miles Killebrew, Miles Coldbrew. We could we can run a joke into the ground. Uh, yeah, I know. I Trample just, it, drag it around the yard, bring it back inside. So, and still so, talk so, about so it. let's just go with you. Whip it with you, a newspaper and, <laughs> and put it in the basement. You ground it up, French press this joke. Is that where we're going with this? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. We can can we jump into wide receivers? Can anybody right? see if any teams are interested in Colin Cappuccino or Ka- Kaeper- <laughs> Kaepernick? <laughs> He's over here still trying to beat the life out of this joke. Let's jump into some wide receivers. <laughs> God, I, I do have ski pop. That does help. Oh God! And if you don't know what ski is, just have have one of Drink your Ohio, coffee. Have one of your Ohio friends send it to you. Yeah. One of your Ohio friends that would make you coffee. Anyways, so let's uh, let's dive right in. We're gonna go. What do you guys want to do? Top 10 or top 20 wide receivers? What are you eating? Well, I think we've only oh, okay. typically have enough time to do 10 at a time. So I think it's a two-part segment. I think we have to do a part A, part B. I'm always game for doing more episodes. Plain and simple. It'll be it, our our dearest Look at friend. Nick committing to more episodes. Our dearest friend, Aaron Nick can't answer Arms, a text message. Be he, no, normally, we sign him to a 10-day contract. I think he's trying to say he wants to re-up. <laughs> We're going to get him on a three-weeker this time? Looks looks very possible. The fans have no idea how close I come to quitting every other week, do they? 
I don't think <laughs> so, they so do. The thing is, when you get down here, you're clearly committed. Whenever I get down here, I block you guys out, and I'm like, why am I doing this? Well, I have why to literally. These guys? I have to literally have my boss message him to get an answer <laughs> on whether he's going to be here in the morning or not. She like, hey, while, while you're about work-related stuff, so if she knows she's, I'm going to respond, and then she slips in a, hey, are you going to be a, are you going to podcast at five fifteen in the morning? I'm like, Jesus, Barker's over her shoulder again. <laughs> yep, Barker using her login. <laughs> just put five fifteen. It's fine. Uh, if I hear that, like I, you know, I can hear stuff going on around, and if I hear the words "call Chad" because in our company, Chad, Chad gets called a lot. I slip right in there and I'm like, ask him if he's going to be there at 5 a.m. <laughs> and that's, I, I get an answer. It's kind of nice. And I literally go, Jesus. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> anyway. Thank see, God. Thank otherwise, God. we wouldn't get an answer, Arms. I know. And then we'd have to have Neil on the show again. <laughs> A hot steaming pile of show just, garbage. Arms just shook his head. <laughs> love you, Neil. We love Neil. Love I'm you, just, Neil. Playing, bro. No, we love you. Well, uh, invite me on your MTG podcast sometime, and I will act like I have no idea what's going on because I won't. <laughs> All right, top ten wide receiver finishes, and another episode coming per Nitt's mouth. Do you guys want to start at ten and work our way down to one? Well, that's Hell t- that's, no. that's tough. Okay, that's Hell hard. No. That's hard. Everything we do on this show is easy. We need to cause ourselves. Well, I was toughness. thinking, you know, straight clickbait, man. You know, they're like, "Oh, who's the number one?" This, and you, you got to listen to. You if know, I, I think it's more exciting through, if they've made it through Barker's coffee jokes. This, point, oh yeah, we Bar- don't, we Barker's don't need coffee to go jokes. Ten to one. Barker's the only one that had those. <laughs> exactly. No, our, I, I think it's more exciting teams. to know who ten is because we know who one through three and four is. Like it's it's not much of a mystery when we're like, oh, drum roll number one, it's probably DeAndre Hopkins. I'm on his side. Uh, okay, I, 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 I'm just asking. <laughs> I, we can do it whatever format you want. And since we didn't get coffee, we make the decisions down here. So <laughs> number guy. one, Bark's number one is DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Sean Watson is already back on the field. The Houston Texans offense should be nothing short of fantastic. Doesn't mean they're going to be, but they should be nothing short of fantastic. Nook has found his best friend to play catch with. His name's Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Nook's best friend to play catch with is anybody because he's quarterback proof. He's quarterback proof, plain and simple. I'll go ahead and reveal uh, my number one is also DeAndre Hopkins. I think he absolutely locks it down. Uh, he wasn't the top yardage guy last year. I think that changed. I think he becomes the top yardage guy, touchdowns, possibly reception. I think I think DeAndre Hopkins has not only an elite fantasy production for 2018. I think it might be an all time great year, and, and that's saying a lot out of a num a year two quarterback. But I think again, he's quarterback proof, so that we we've already proved that doesn't matter. But Deshaun Watson is. If any guy gonna take him to the next level as a year two quarterback, I, th- I have much respect for him. Lock DeAndre Hopkins down, pay the price to get him. I don't mind you overpaying to get a DeAndre Hopkins. No, me neither. Any anyone with nickname Nook, you go out and get. I'm gonna go a little bit different direction. I'm gonna go with Michael Thomas. Per usual, good so lord. Michael, two years per in usual. league, just two two years in league with the best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the game, one yeah. of the best quarterbacks of all time. He's a full fifty points away from Nook. Okay, 
I'm, I'm not saying that you're terribly wrong. I'm just saying my direction is... I'm <laughs> what gonna, are you trying to say? I'm going to go with Michael Thomas. Okay. Once again, it, averaging 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns, 90-plus receptions. Only two seasons in. If he makes <laughs> that... Guy. But if he makes that quote-unquote year three leap, he's going to be special. He already is special. He's already a top five guy. Why, why, why should I not expect him to do even better? Yeah. I just can't believe you didn't have Drew Brees in your top ten quarterbacks, but have Kamara and Michael Thomas in the top five. Right. Next comes Ben, Wal- old, ben Watson uh, sneaks I, into the tight ends. No, uh, I'm I'm going to defend it a little bit for him after throwing it. Michael Thomas has the ability. I mean, the ability's there. I don't think the offense runs through Michael Thomas is the problem that I have there. I, I'll defend Michael Thomas's talent all, all day long. Just I think the offense is more balanced than it ever has been under Sean Payton. Um, that's why I have DeAndre Hopkins. But look out. Michael Thomas is not far down my list. Or, no, I mean, whenever you start looking at targets, only a few times in two years has he got below five targets in a game. And more often than not, it's over ten. Yeah. I mean, that is that is just some spectacular numbers. He's getting the first look every time. And guess what? He's normally beating the coverage, so he's yeah. normally getting the ball. I agree. I agree with that. that he's But DeAndre Hopkins, back to, he's getting five looks a quarter. He's getting five looks a drive. He's, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be extremely high volume. They're going to have to have one of those other three receivers that we expect to be locked down the wider two receiver two three role. There absolutely come on to take target share away from him from DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, Kiki Kuti is going to be have to be much more than we expect. Will Fuller is going to have to leap, or uh, Braxton Miller is going to have to take a jump. I don't see any of that happen. I think the target share. Not just volume, the target share. I mean, he's going to get the the number one look on every single play. And that's scary. That's why I say elite all-time season in 2018. Once again, not saying you're wrong. But then we also look at other, other aspects of the game. Who's got a better defense? Right now, the Saints. Okay. Could could be the Texans again. They had a great defense. A couple years ago. A couple years ago, they had a great defense. Who's got a better running game? The Saints. So you can't. St- I mean, you can't just devote all of your attention to Michael Thomas. You have to devote attention to the run in that t- on that team. I get, I, and and that is a plus plus. I think the Michael Saints Thomas. are going to be able to close more games out in the fourth quarter, meaning less reception opportunities for Michael Thomas. I think. And, and I, I think like they're closing you, games out in the first fourth quarter because Michael Thomas has already had a big game. All right, number two. Hold on, where, where'd you go with that, Nick? No, I was going to say I like that you didn't. We didn't bring up the quarterback. So, like, who has the better quarterback? I think they're. I mean, Drew Brees is the better quarterback from a mental standpoint, and and Deshaun Watson is an elite talent, a physical talent. I think the mental game is going to catch up with him very soon. I think he's a smart quarterback too, yeah, and think- we'll be able to show that in 2018. I, I just I like that we didn't mention it because we're giving giving props to Deshaun Watson. In my yeah. eyes, on that. Oh yeah, no, he's he's going to be great. Yeah. Oh, all right. Antonio Brown, my number two. You can't bet against him. He could easily be the number one. I mean, it's him and I, the, they were separated by just a couple points. And actually, Antonio Brown averaged more per game than Deshaun Watson last year. So it's one a. Sorry, what I say. <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Deshaun so Watson. It's so easy to Desha- say that. Deshaun Watson smoked him in points per game. <laughs> smoked him. But, but I mean, it's it's pick your poison. One of those guys is going to finish number one. I prefer Hopkins just because of the age factor. Antonio Brown is, is 
winding down. He's in the prime, but he's not right in the meat and potatoes of it. He's right. He's just, he's a little, he's a well done prime he's at rib the, steak. At the crest. At the crest. And he will either maintain what he's done for a couple of years, which he what has. Fitzgerald it? Yeah, he has. I mean, I'll, I'll get to him here in a minute, but guys, he's. He's got to start falling off a little bit because he's. I think he's thirty already. You don't have to. Just he's definitely got a couple more years he's of got Antonio some... Brown in him before he puts up a, you know, a late Jerry Rice like season instead of a Antonio Brown like season. But hey, he's money. And until I mean, look, you know what? I think we're starting to see guys that are aging out a little bit, not aging out. Frank Gore apparently looks great in camp. Danny Amendola is. 33, I think. He's, and, he's up here. And he's going to be one of their better receivers. Jordy Nelson apparently hasn't lost a step, according to the Raiders. Like, we've, we've got guys yeah, that but are he lost, age a, he lost out. a step at the Packers, so the Raiders <laughs> don't know what he was before, other than by getting torched. Raiders, by Raiders are saying he's the he's the best wide receiver on the field, basically, and they, don't, they can't believe Green Bay let him go. So, I mean, there could still be an elite fantasy production year out of Jordy. Camp I, wouldn't, hype. I wouldn't bet on it, but a uh, little bit of camp you, hype. Into AB is your number two. Yeah, yeah, don't buy the camp hype. I'm just saying, older guys are looking good. Older guys are putting up stats here lately. Uh, there's there's something in the water in the NFL. Yeah, there's a couple th- there's a couple things about Antonio Brown that, that kind of not scare me. I mean, he's going to put up grind your gears. It, it kind of gets me. I mean, the dysfunction that's going on there. There's a little bit of dysfunction in Pittsburgh right now, and it's caused by Le'Veon Bell. I mean, you could say that. He's done this the last couple years looking for the contract, but I think now he I think he expected to have a contract that he wanted. Now, I don't like the dysfunction there. I actually don't like Todd Haley leaving for Antonio Brown's fantasy purposes. But all that said, I got Antonio Brown number 2. He's the other quarterback proof wide receiver, but then again, he's got Big Ben there. Always has. Big Ben's going to get him the ball. He's going to do what AB does. Finish one neck and neck with DeAndre Hopkins for the number one overall position, in my eyes. My number two is going to go. I'm going with Nook, and back to things we've already said. He is quarterback proof. Uh, still young, I believe he's 26 this year. Um, just the productions there over and over again. There's no reason to expect anything less than him actually putting up a similar season. You can't get much better than what he did without going into, as you said, an all-time great season. And I find it really hard to put someone in an all-time great season at any point. I mean, it's not like, you know, Adrian Peterson gets traded in his prime to the, you know, Dallas Cowboys from 1997, you know, or 93 or whatever. Right. It's He's already had a great season. I expect that stuff to continue. So, Nook is my number two. Nook, 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 nook. All right. So we've got the number three spot. I shouldn't have gave Arm such a hard time. Michael Thomas is my number three. Uh, the consistency in the first two years in the league can't be questioned. I don't think that the offense and Michael Thomas in particular is built to be the number one overall fantasy wide receiver. I'm not saying it can't happen. There's just Michael Thomas is this great all around receiver that doesn't have that one thing that pops off the page. Like there's not one thing he's better at than every other receiver in the league. He's better at everything compared to most, but he doesn't have that one elite trait. I'm not saying that's ever going to hold him back from being a number one receiver, but I just don't think the saints are built to make Michael Thomas this far and away. Number one overall receiver, but he's so good 
that he's number three for me. I'm I'm kind of blown away by that that quote. What you summed up, Michael Thomas would be there. I like it. I mean, I think I, that perfectly portrays him in my eyes too. He doesn't have that elite that I am. This is what I do. A B separates. DeAndre Hopkins can beat you over the top. DeAndre Hopkins beat you under. He has versatility. Michael Thomas doesn't have that elite. He this just, is what he is. He does he's just, just good get at open. everything. Yeah. He's good at everything. Gets open. But I, I think with Michael Thomas, the difference we're looking at is he's got a huge catch radius, big hands, right? He can catch anything anywhere. A little bit bigger. Yeah. So he's he's top five in that. So but he's only – I mean, he's 6'3". He's not 6'5". Yeah. He's not the size of a Devontae. He's not Randy Moss uh, uh, height and all that. He's not elite. That's I think that's he's what a, you're he's saying. A, he's but, an elite he's fantasy only, receiver, but he doesn't, have, size. he doesn't have a elite skill. But he's he's it, elite for fantasy. Where I was going with this is he's top five in all those categories. So yeah. from a completeness standpoint, he's right there. Yeah. I think physicality might be his – like, I, I do like the toughness and physicality that Michael Thompson – and he's my number three. Let me get that off off my chest. He's, he's my number three so far. Our top three, Bark, have been exactly the same. But Michael Thomas, physicality, he that might be his elite thing. That's where I was going with that. Uh, I'm going I'm to break it down another way as well. To be the number one overall receiver, like a DeAndre Hopkins, like an Antonio Brown – those guys have the potential for 200-yard games. Yeah. I absolutely see that in Michael Thomas. I do not. My He, he is consistent. He is like 70 to 90 yards every single game, but never has he had, not, not once in his career so far, has he had that big blow-up game. He's played two years. He's never had a multiple touchdown game. Yeah. So, I, so he's due. Did I say <laughs> – Give me some coffee. Did I say Devontae Adams just a few seconds ago? Yeah, six foot five. I totally was – I was staring at Devontae Adams on my list and was meaning A.J. Green. I know that's not even close to one another, but that's where now I was I'm going with that. I'm just confused. Has that elite height. Okay, now let's move on. My, I got I got Michael Thomas, number three. I, I love the physicality. I like the way the physicality and the toughness that he brings – to what was portrayed as kind of a soft offense before he got there uh, from a physicality standpoint. Sean Payton's always been like, throw it around, throw it downfield. You know, now Michael Thomas is trying to make catches and run guys over. I love that about Michael Thomas. He had two multiple touchdown games his rookie year, but last year he did not have a multiple touchdown game. But So I'll go a different direction on three. All right. Odell Beckham Jr., baby. Odell D. Now, I'm going to tell you right from the get-go, I'm, I'm really not an Odell Beckham Jr. fan. As I'm not either. I, I, for some reason, I'm just, he, I just don't – he's off-putting to me. Yes, me too. Off-putting. I don't know why, but it's just a little bit too much uh, diva in him for my yeah. liking. He's that guy at the bar wearing the Affliction shirt that you just don't want to get near because something bad could happen. I mean, the guy's got, you know, Terrell Owens and, you know, that kind of attitude. and that, I hate that. But here's what he does do. He gets over 90 receptions, over 1,300 yards, and over 10 touchdowns. Three seasons in a row. You take out the season that he was hurt he's, uh, last year because, you know, hurt very early in the year. And those other three seasons, 91, 96, and 101, the lowest he went was 1,305 yards, and the lowest he went was 10 touchdowns. And he's on another sleeper team, in my opinion. The Giants could put up a great statistical offensive year. In a 12-4 and four season from a – are they winning standpoint? Depends on the defense, but the offense is built to win now. 
Yeah. I, man, I don't want to get too much into OBJ, but great points on it. I think that's why you shy away from – that's why I shied away from him in, in that top three conversation again. Uh, but but he, there's also other weapons around OBJ. So I like that you didn't you, – you got him at three arms. Yeah. I mean, there's other weapons around him too. I mean, Evan Ingram's good. Sterling Shepard's good. You bring in the, the greatest rookie of all time. Arguably, yeah, that's Park. the argument right now. I, I mean, Eli's going to distribute the football, and, and, and not just to Odell Beckham Jr. I think he distributes the football. I think the addition of Saquon can only help him. Here's the thing. Odell Beckham has played like he's been in a contract year for three out of the four years he's been in the league, and he's now in a contract year. Hey, we'll see what happens. I, yeah. or they're, they're, the, the, the three seasons to open his career were – Arguably one of the best starts to any wide receiving career of all time. Yeah, you can't knock him for that. The injury, he seems fully healthy. He he posts videos all the time of himself working out. As much of a diva that he is, he does work out, and he and, he, and he's trying to get back to where he was. I'll give him credit there. And he's my number four. So I mean, for obvious reasons, he's you can't forget about him. The start he got off to. I mean, when a player gets injured and. When a player gets injured and misses half the season or more, we tend to forget about him. And uh, he cannot be forgotten. Evan Ingram is there and Sterling Shepard to take uh, pressure off. Now Saquon Barkley is there to take the pressure off. Odell should be open more than he's ever been in his NFL career. And I love him. I mean, he, he you could slide him anywhere from one to four, and I wouldn't complain or argue. So and Let's just say, if, if he was on that team, the Giants are not in position to pick Saquon Barkley where they do. Right. So if, if he's not hurt almost the entire year, they don't get Saquon Barkley. I mean, it's it, his, injuries close, a, his injury's his injury's a blessing in disguise. That's true. That's true. You done you done on OBJ for right now? I need some coffee, but I'm done <laughs> on OBJ. <laughs> I'm going to go a little different direction. I'm going to go Keaton Allen in my number 4 spot. Primarily, we're talking about target share. Mm-hmm. Target shared. Not, I'm going Keenan Allen, man. There's no one else. Hunter Henry. <laughs> Hunter Henry's down. You ha- you're relying on Mike Williams. You're re- relying on Mike Williams to take a huge leap forward to take target share away from Keenan Allen. No, I don't. I don't see it happen. I think he goes 100 plus receptions again. Approaches 14, 1500 yards, just like last year. If anything, he can kick in a few more touchdowns. Because of Hunter Henry not being the uh, red zone threat that takes those those red zone targets away from Keenan Allen, I consistent. I, I think he's going to be find that consistency again. Keenan Allen lock him into number four spot. So real quick, that's another team that could use the services of a Des Bryant, in my opinion. But yeah. for See, some reason, but they no one wants Mike him. Williams at what seven? Yeah, doesn't a, mean he's a year be, ago. Doesn't mean he's going to be good. I they're talking about him play. He looks good. He's healthy. I think they're banking on either, if not Mike Williams, uh, Tyrell. Tyrell. Tyrell Williams. I mean, that's not a bad wide receiver core. I think we discount. No, a lot it's of not. People. It's just, but why not? Like you're you're in a division that's wide open. Why not? Yeah, there that division. Bingo! It is wide open. The the Chargers. Should have won it last year. If they don't start zero yeah. four, they're probably in the playoffs. If they just go two and two through that that those opening four games last year, they're a playoff team. I think the Chargers are going to be just fine. Me too. Philip, but Rivers, grab yourself an edge. Yeah, Philip Rivers. We already established Philip Rivers is that quarterback that always puts up numbers that you want on your fantasy team. 
that he's that late draftable guy. I think the Chargers are going to be fine. I think Keenan Allen gets to 100 receptions again. They have a good running game, so you you can't you know devote all your attention to him. You've got to put some people in the box to account for Gordon. You look at uh, him defensively, if we're going to go in-depth on the Chargers, great defensive line. Solid linebackers. Solid linebackers. They, they drafted Darwin James. I mean, that's going to be a good team. The yeah. Chargers are going to be a good team next year. I think Keenan Allen is a key, an absolute key to their success. Given the that third down lot possession guy on third down, just throw it his way. He's going to pick it up. I like Keenan Allen in 2018. It's so, on you, Arms. All right. <laughs> My number four, and you guys have already talked about him, Antonio Brown, in the past five years, con- consecutive seasons of 1,284-plus yards. That's the lowest in five years. 100-plus receptions and eight or more touchdowns every year for five consecutive years. Whenever I say there's a time that he's going to have to start falling off, those are freakish numbers. All right, if he just maintains for a couple more years, spectacular. But if he, even if he takes a step back and drops down to 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns, he still definitely warrants that top four pick. Yeah, 85. I don't see Antonio Brown going under 100 receptions. I, I, mean, I, I agree. Right I agree 100%. Ahead. I'm just saying, even if he took a, a, a step back, he's still going to be a stud. Love it. All right. Number five is Keenan Allen for me. And uh, that's that's a stretch. I've never been a Keenan Allen guy, but the talent is undeniable. He's always had it. There's just always been little knick-knack injuries holding him back. I'm going to I'm gonna you know not project injury on these rankings and say Keenan Allen, based off last season, had a fantastic season. Uh, to me, that's definitely good enough for five. And just like Nitt said, no Hunter Henry, and I don't think there's a wide receiver, too, that's going to take many looks away from Keenan Allen. Uh, the Chargers team is another team that's built to win now, so Keenan Allen's going to have to be a big part of that, and that should uh, warrant a top-five fantasy season. Talking about QB wide receiver connections, that Phillip Rivers to Keenan Allen, that's all he does is look. Phillip Rivers just looks Keenan Allen's way. I think it's, it's going to be a great season for him. My five, me and you are just flip-flopping here, Barker. I'm going Odell Beckham Jr. I think it's easy. I wanted to put him higher. I just don't know. I the ball's going to get distributed there. Eli Manning is a great quarterback who doesn't put up elite fantasy numbers. He he he's a smart quarterback. He's 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 Eli. I think OBJ gets his target share. He gets to that 90 plus receptions, 1200 plus yards and kicks in eight eight touchdowns in 2018. It's top five production all day. And the one thing you can say about Eli, he is absolutely, positively not afraid to throw it into coverage. And Beckham can beat that coverage. Beckham yeah. can beat double coverage. He's done it time and time again. There's, We look back over the past three or four seasons, and he's been double covered and still getting these numbers. He's 90-plus and 1,300-plus you know, uh, yards and 10-plus touchdowns. As we talk about the elite things that each of these receivers can do, I think OBJ's elite thing that he can do – is just go up and get any ball thrown around him. He proves that week in, week out throughout the season. You just Eli just throws it up. OBJ comes down with it. That that's his elite thing. He doesn't necessarily even have to beat coverage. He just has to be slightly ahead, separate at the last second, get one hand up and make a catch. OBJ is that perfect outlet to a distressed quarterback, which is nuts. By the way, he's only five eleven. Right, he just uses he uses every bit of his body so well. I mean, he can make one-handed catches on oh, yeah. 40, 50-yard thrown balls. I mean, it, the guy's the best, has the best hand 
Single hand <laughs> in, in in football history. I mean, it, it's it, OBJ is an elite talent. We're talking about the elite things he could do. Just go up and get that. Make that last second adjustment to get, to catch Odell the football. Beckham Jr. could be a thousand yard receiver if he had a, a club on one hand. Yeah, I, I'm not even joking. He just so many video game like catches. Disrespectful to Randy Moss on that one hand comment. Yeah, yeah. we met currently. <sighs> okay, I said all time, but I met currently. All right, yeah. so my number five, Julio. Julio! Now, knick-knack injuries Julius. always, it's like he's always got something going on. He's getting vet days, it seems like, every single week. And yet, what does he do? Four years in a row of not 1,200, not 1,300, but 1,400 plus yards for four years in a row. Now, his his touchdowns, they leave a little bit to be desired. You know, he's never actually broke Ten t- or more than ten touchdowns in his entire career. Um, in the last four years, he's only broke three. You know, three. Well, th- excuse me. He's never broke eight in the uh, last four years. So it was eight, six, six, and three is is the best four year or best years he's had. But you know, consistently a stud. The problem you have with Julio is he's going to get you a fifty point week darn near every year. But he's also going to get you a five point week a couple times that year. To offset his in-season consistency is terrible, but his total body of work is wonderful. Listen, I think there's a reason that Atlanta restructured his contract, gave him an extra four million in bonuses, uh, in guaranteed money. Basically, I'm sorry, uh, and and then they say we promise Julio next year we'll look at redoing your contract next next year when you're 30, next year when your stats drop off a little bit, next year when. We think we're going to roll with just Calvin Ridley and whatever receiver we draft in, in uh, 2019. I, I've got a bad feeling about Julio. I'm not not saying I omitted him from my top 10 because I didn't. But uh, that contract and them not uh, trying to lock him up, I just, just got a feeling Julio's not going to have one of his best years this I year. I got a feeling. I think, I think it's fair to say it. What, what you're trying to sum up, Arms, he's consistently above average. And has those elite spikes. Yes. Not enough to get him into the top two. Like like you'd almost expect his talent to have done in the past. If you looked at him as a, you know, season long body of work, you're thinking, you know, over the past four years he's top two receiver. But he lost you several weeks in that time frame. He won you a few weeks individually by himself, won you that week. But there's a few weeks that you're like, God, like, why aren't they throwing the ball to Julio in the end zone? And the the lack of red zone targets is real with him. It's a real concern. Yeah, and it hasn't changed. I mean, he's one. And there of the, shouldn't be anyone there taking those red zone targets exactly. away. Austin Hooper is not a, a elite red zone presence in, in anyone's book. You know, I, I, why why does he not get as many red zone looks? Hopefully, hopefully for Julio owners that goes up in two thousand eighteen. Julio owners, Julio owners. I like it. Julio. Julio nurse. All right. What number are we on, Brain? We're six. on six. We're on six, Brain. We're on the backside of the top five already. On the backside. All right. So, I'm I'm going with a little curveball. I'm going arms-ish on this one. My uh, my number six isn't Julio. Amari Cooper? <laughs> mm, no. My, my number six is uh, Devontae Adams. I, I think you can expect... Nit don't like that. He must have been going for him soon. But uh, I think you can expect that Devontae Adams is going to have his best season to date. 
Jordy's gone. Aaron Rodgers is back. Devontae Adams put up a top 10 fantasy finish points per game-wise with Brett Hundley at quarterback for half the season. Rodgers is back. Jordy is gone. There is no clear-cut two and three. I guess you could say it's Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison, one of my favorite you know pickups this offseason. But there is no two and three that Scared. give you any reason to believe that Devontae Adams isn't going to be an absolute fantasy animal. Easily. Easily slots in there at my sixth spot. God. This is rough going after you this morning. I got My number six is Devontae Adams for everything you just said. His target share. The one of you guys want to leave? I know, man. Uh, I Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Jordy Nelson's gone. His favorite. He's got to find a favorite target. And what you just said about his production with Brett Hundley at the helm is why I, I'm projecting him so much higher, making him that big of a leap. I wanted to put him inside the top five. The the five guys up there just couldn't couldn't knock any of them out. Devontae Adams, pencil him in. Pencil him in at number six. I think he has some fluctuation. I used to be top ten, no doubt. But I am high on Devontae Adams yeah, in 2000. Make sure you can use your eraser with pencil <laughs> Exactly. Him in. Exactly. He's, he, he can fluctuate between number six and number ten. But I think he's a top ten guy, hands down, in 2018. And it, just what you said, God. I hate that's what I what you said is exactly how I was going to paraphrase that. <laughs> was Brett, his production under Brett Hundley speaks volumes about his ability to get open and the respect they have in that offense. The offense is going to run through him. Who else is it going to run through? He's been reading your diary. It's going to run through. It's going to run through Devontae Adams. This guy been has reading a pods or uh, Nitz pod journal. Yeah, hundred receptions, fourteen hundred yards, ten touchdowns. Mm. That's a, that's a high end some for beef. for me in 2018. I'm some beefy stats. So my number six, since he's entered the league, never dropped below a thousand yards. He alternates with 12 touchdown seasons. Sadly, the alternates are five and three. Mike Evans, he's due for a 12 touchdown season, guys. But I, obviously, Evans? obviously, we can't predict that. But. You know, since he came in the league, 1,051, 1,208, 1,321, and 1,000. 5. If he continues this trend, we're looking at 12. But I feel like it's come somewhere into the mean. We still get 1,000 yards, get about eight touchdowns, and that, that's good enough for top six for me. I left him out of my top ten. Intentionally. We all make mistakes. It's okay. I still have number ten not filled out. Oh, we got a flyer. He's I'm, waiting on us to say one. I'm, oh, like, I'm so torn. Yeah. It's waiting on us. It, 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 at this point, it could be about Kevin's. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Oh, man. Uh, my my number seven uh, is none other than Julio Jones. Like, I, I do expect a little bit of a drop-off, but he's still Julio Jones. Uh, the fact that he doesn't score that much in the red zone does concern me. The fact that he's got the Nicky Nicky Knack injuries concerns me. But it seems like but he still always plays. He still he still finds a way into the top ten every single season. And for me to ignore that would be ludicrous. I, I like Julio enough to say that he's the number seven overall fantasy wide receiver. If anything, he's consistent with being a top ten guy. Put him in the top ten for me. All right. 
Number seven, finally we go a different direction. I like Tyreek Hill. I love Tyreek Hill. I think the guy's still coming into his own, still figuring out what he can do at an NFL level. And then you add in Patrick Mahomes, who can distribute the football downfield to Tyreek Hill. I think he's still going to get the ball on those quick those quick screens, uh, short routes, intermediate routes. Now he's the ability to get him the ball down the field. I think Tyreek Hill takes a huge step forward in yardage in 2018. Keep him with the 75-plus receptions, if not more, and then he's going to get into the end zone a few more times due to the deep ball. I mean, I'm just saying twice over a 16-game span, he catches a 45-plus yard touchdown pass on a, on a Patrick Mahomes, a Patty Ice deep ball, Ice. is enough to project him right at the cusp of the top five. I think I got him at seven. I think he's a perfect guy to put at seven for me. Love Tyreek Hill in 2000. My number seven is a Minnesota State Mankato product, age 27, six mm. foot two. Last year, he really came into his own with 143 targets. Shoo. With an inferior quarterback to what he's going to be playing with this year in Kirk Cousins now, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen had 91 receptions, 1,207. Adam Thielen. Is that what he said? <laughs> anyway, sorry, Hobbs. 91 uh, receptions, 1,277 yards, just four touchdowns. But as you get a little bit better quarterback, if he's the one who gets that chemistry with Kirk Cousins, you could expect a similar production. I don't expect him to go a lot more than that. I don't see a 1,500-yard season in him, but I could see 100 receptions, no doubt about it. You know, I can see him dropping no lower than 80, and that consistency is going to allow me to keep him in my uh, top seven. Left him out. I left him out. Uh, my number eight is Tyreek Hill. Oh, we weren't far it's, off. We weren't we? far off. No, <laughs> Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's there's a, there's a lot of folks like that just get confused as to why he's consistently ranked in top tens. Listen, Tyreek Hill has not even hit that third year mark. Still he's figuring played, it out. He's played two years. In 2016, everyone could see that he was going to be a top ten receiver the next year. Even though he only had 61 receptions and 593 yards, he had six touchdowns, and he touched the ball in the backfield 24 times for three more touchdowns. It was obvious that he was a playmaker. Now they've let him be a full-time wide receiver. They quit handing the ball off to him quite as much. He didn't produce as much when they did on handoffs. But Tyreek Hill is an absolute deep threat beast He's what Deshaun Jackson was early in his career. He's what Torrey Smith was early in his career, but better. And Patty Ice has a cannon for an arm. Sammy Watkins is going to draw coverage off of Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill is the wide receiver to own. Sammy looks like he could be valuable, but Tyree Kill's the man. I, I love him. Third year, not saying he's going to eclipse 75 for 1183 and 7 like he did last season, but I expect him to be right there with it. And that was good for a top 10 finish last season. I love Tyreek Hill. Again, eliminating the like fly sweep game out of from Tyreek Hill actually helps him. I think they get him out in the route tree, the true wide receiver route tree a little bit more. And they keep him healthier. That keeps him healthier. He's not getting he's not getting dragged down by defensive ends. It's he's he's up against DBs nonstop. And I think he had more than has the ability to beat DB coverage on a on a consistent basis. I think it's gonna be a big year for Tyreek Hill. My number, where are we at? Eight. Eight, thank you, is Jarvis Landry. I mean, the guy was number four overall last year. Yeah, he new scenery, not a great position, not a great situation as most think being in Cleveland. 
I don't think it hurts Jarvis Landry. The talent's there. Whoever is the quarterback, where it's your number one overall pick, or it's Tyrod Taylor, a capable quarterback who could throw the ball short to and do the short and intermediate routes. Nothing of that scares me away from Jarvis Landry. That's why I have to keep him in my top ten. I, I I've pulled him back off of the top five numbers, but Ty, Jarvis Landry just has been the model of consistency. 84, 84 receptions is career low. Give me that production all day long for 2018. If he goes 84 and 1,000, five touchdowns, he's in your top 10. Not much else to say about Jarvis. Here's my problem with Jarvis Landry. I got a problem too. Tyrod Taylor is my problem with Jarvis Landry. He's, 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 scare me. he's never produced a true, viable wide receiver one. But Sammy arms. Watkins, at his very, very best, was a, a nearing top 10. He wasn't an absolute elite talent. Now, Robert Woods, we see whenever he gets away from Tyrod Taylor, look how much better he does. I think Tyrod Taylor was a problem in Buffalo. I don't think he's a solution in Cleveland. Here's here's my counter to that. And and I think you're in the mass and thinking, oh, my God, it's Tyrod Taylor throwing to Who's been throwing Jarvis Landry the ball the last four years? Quarterbacks that are not as good as Tyrod Taylor, at least my Jay Cutler's not as good as Tyrod Taylor. I'm, I'll go on record saying that. I'm with you. All right, who's Ryan Tannehill? When I, has he been relevant? Not as good as Tyrod Taylor. I don't get why people are jumping off the Ty, uh, off the Jarvis Landry train because of Tyrod Taylor. That's the best quarterback this guy has seen in his NFL career. And it's not it's borderline arguable, but I think Tyrod Taylor, I believe he is the best quarterback, and I think they're going to get the ball. There's a reason Cleveland went out and got him, and and it's to throw him the football in the short and intermediate routes and allow Josh Gordon to go downfield over the top. It, he's going to get his target share in 2018, and it's going to be just fine. I'm off Jarvis Landry as well. He's out of my top ten, and it has absolutely nothing to do with Tyrod Taylor. It has everything to do with Josh Gordon, assuming his mental health is fine and he's back. And I think he will be. He'll be there game one. But Jarvis Landry has not played with a wide receiver of Josh Gordon's talent. Not even close. Ever. Ever. Devontae Parker's a friggin' turd. Kenny Stills is pretty good. He's not Josh Gordon. He never had super athlete David Njoku on his team. Listen, listen. Tyrod Taylor, I agree with with Nit. Tyrod Taylor's not that bad. I don't think he's as good as Ryan Tannehill. I'm sorry. I think Tannehill is a is a very solid NFL quarterback. He's not he's not a big time fantasy quarterback. I think we're going to be impressed with what we see out of Tannehill this season. But I think we're going to be impressed with what we see out of Tyrod Taylor. I think the problem was Buffalo and I think Tyrod Taylor's a very capable starting quarterback. I just question whether the Browns are going to run their whole offense through Jarvis Landry like the Miami Dolphins ran their whole offense through Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry only ran a handful of routes in Miami. At least that's what he's saying. Yeah. They only let him run a certain amount of routes, and that was because they ran the offense through him just just hoping he got open. It he was, was a the flawed game. He was a it's a flawed offensive system or it was, and I don't think that the Browns are going to be like, "Okay, we've got Josh Gordon." We've got Carlos Hyde and Nick Chubb and David Njoku and uh, Antonio Callaway, who's been burning defensive backs, can't stop him in camp. Don't buy camp hype. I'm just saying it's still worth noting. 
they're not going to run their whole offense through Jarvis Landry like Miami did. And that's my take okay. on Jarvis. Here's my take. Do you expect him to get over 30% of the targets and receptions from Tyrod Taylor? Over 30%. Absolutely. I, because it takes, it takes over 30% for him to break 1,000 yards, and it takes over 30% for him to break 100 receptions. The best season Jar- or, uh, Tyrod Taylor's ever had, ever, was 242 uh uh, completions and 20 touchdowns for a measly 3,035 yards. That's the best season he's ever had. He is an okay quarterback, but he's not someone who makes any wide receiver relevant. He doesn't. He does not distribute the ball well enough to do it. I, I'm out completely out on Jarvis. I, I, I don't think he's Whoa. ever. I don't. I don't think he's ever completely had completely out. Tyrod's never had a wide receiver that could make him even look halfway decent, in my opinion. But there, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of people, players coming together on this Browns offense that have a chance to do really good things that that were in flawed systems. Both of them were in flawed systems. Buffalo, not a good offense. Miami, not a good offense. I think them coming together is going to be just fine. Josh, I think the, the offense does run through Jarvis Landry. I think they're going to use him to pick up third downs when they need third downs. Josh Gordon's going to be the deep threat. He should go 1,000 yards. They That's could have provided 2, that Josh Gordon plays. Right, but he's gonna play. I mean, he's it's projected. He's projected to play. He's not done anything to knock himself back out of. But he, he into had, some sort of league. Suspension. But he has taken a, a leave of absence from camp. Well, that'd be good. What you're saying is good for Jarvis Landry. If Josh Gordon doesn't play, Jarvis Landry. If Josh Gordon doesn't play, Jarvis Landry. They went the win. Yeah, Jarvis Landry goes for 115 receptions. I mean, there's because there's no one else on that team that's gonna catch the football. Thanks for the tidbit there. You didn't know that? <laughs> Appreciate you know, tossing in some fuel for my fire. Give me fuel, give me fire. I just think the problem's Tyrod. I mean, it's simple as that for me. And then the answer to that is Baker Mayfield. If the problem, that, if, That's if, the good thing. I will tell you, if Baker Mayfield is the quarterback, I have a lot more faith in Landry than I do with Tyrod Taylor as quarterback. And that, yep. Because I, 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 there's no doubt about it, Mayfield's ceiling is far, far higher than Tyrod Taylor. Absolutely. Even even next year. <laughs> even next year. It, even next it wouldn't year. surprise me. And I me. don't think Tyrod's that bad. I think Baker's that good. So, I agree. I do love me some Baker. Where are we at? Who are we on? Eight. Arms eight for me. Up? So, you've already mentioned the name, Tyreek Hill. Flukish, 71% uh, of the balls thrown his way he catches. So, now we add in some of the deep balls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's uh, flukish. No, Whenever he's a short routes and no 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 no, I'm I'm saying that number is not it doesn't happen throughout the league very not projectable All yeah right. I mean a lot of guys are you know 140 uh, targets and they're only catching 90 balls Tyreek is special so Tyreek he catches everything thrown his way and you've only you're only improving his quarterback situation in theory mm-hmm. and I mean if we look, go look at what Pat Mahomes did at Texas Tech it was with players like Tyreek Hill. Special. It is improved. I, I like you said that. Improving his quarterback play in theory. That's okay. what it is. But it but it's a good theory to base your oh, base an argument off of in Patrick Mahomes. Man. Number nine. Number nine. An improved offensive line that uh, apparently is pushing around the defense in camp. Ooh. That's exciting so far. A running back getting ready to take a second year leap. Oh. A healthy. This looks good. Sounds like wide receiver. A healthy. I know who it is. A healthy top five tight end. Completely healthy top five tight end. All right. And Tyler Eifert. AJ Green is my number nine. Called it. And AJ Green is 
an elite wide receiver that gets overlooked in fantasy drafts year in, year out. Understandably, last year for a reason. The offensive line was terrible. He was still able to put up a top 15 season. The line has improved. I believe the offense has improved. I believe we're we're just forgetting about John Ross. Not saying he's going to be good, but they have they have weapons in place that just have not been utilized correctly yet. I think this year Cincinnati puts it together. Probably goes seven and nine, but they put it together. <laughs> and uh, AJ Green, a seven and nine is good for the Bengals this year. Yeah, AJ Green, AJ Green's an elite wide receiver. I think he's good for a top ten finish. He's done it many times in his career. And uh, I like I like this being one of his most productive uh, seasons in recent memory. I love A.J. Green as a guy that you should be able to grab in rounds five, six, seven, but you're going to get top ten production from him. A.J. Green. All right. My number nine is the guy we've already mentioned, Julio Jones. We don't want to touch on A.J. Green any? Uh, because – that's who I wanted to put okay. number 10. Oh, thanks, Arms, for oh, ruining that. Right. No coffee, Fine. Tyron Taylor bashing, and then he ruins your 10th. Well, I, I got a bunch of flip-flops for number 10. Let's talk about A.J. I won't put him at number 10, even though that was my gut instinct. I, I do like the pick. Who A.J. Green is a top 10 wide receiver talent-wise. My problem is Andy Dalton. We're talking about quarterbacks a lot right now. Let's keep it on. Underrated. Andy Dalton is... Uh, I have huge problems being a borderline Bengals fan. Andy Dalton is just the most frustrating quarterback I've ever seen. Brian Tannehill. He's extremely inconsistent. It, when AJ, when Andy Dalton's off, that entire team's off. AJ's off, everything. AJ Green, what he showed me last year, a little bit of fire uh, that I didn't think he had when he got ejected from the Carolina game. UFC slam, yeah. UFC slam. I actually like that out of him. I think he has a whole lot of fire left. I think AJ Green is going to be right there at the top 10. The the physical attributes that he has, just a big guy who can go up and get any ball. Not afraid to go across the middle either. That's what I like. He'll catch the ball in traffic with a safety bearing down on him. He'll also beat you over the top and do some amazing things week in, week out. Let's try to figure out who Nitz Ten is, so so Arms can say, "Oh, you you, you don't you don't have any thoughts on Doug Baldwin, Nit? No, it ain't Doug Baldwin. <laughs> so you you have all this praise for Tyrod Taylor, but you're you don't like a Andy Dalton. Yeah, Andy Dalton basically every year of his career has had every single year better than anything Tyrod Taylor's ever put on paper. I was defending every, Tyrod Taylor every against Jay Cutler. literally every single year has been better than Tyrod Taylor's best year. I never said Tyrod Taylor was great. So I I will say AJ Green. He didn't make my top ten, but he's close. He is one of those guys that he does have an elite talent, and if just another weapon or something else you have to account for when that off, offense exists, AJ Green could have a monster year. All right, my my number nine, Julio Jones. The reason he's farther down on my list than on you guys is I'm most is not anything that has to do with Julio Jones, which it's easy to talk about the things going on with him. It's Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, we're talk, we talk about target share. Calvin Ridley's taking some of Julio Jones' target share year one. That's why I got to move it. He's still in the top ten. I mean, Julio in the top ten, that's a lock. But I think he moves down towards the bottom end of that top ten just strictly because Calvin Ridley's going to come in and catch 60-plus balls you can pretty much lock him in for. Probably is the best running mate oh, that, yeah. that he's had in Atlanta. And you're still going to get production out of Muhammad Sanu. Muhammad Sanu was a guy at 60-plus reception last year. I think that's Calvin Ridley. I still think Muhammad Sanu is going to be around 50 receptions. That's a huge That's a huge chunk of volume to take away 
from Julio Jones, and that's why I have him at number nine. And he's still always going to draw the number one corner. He's always going to draw the best defense, and they're probably still going to sh- uh, shatter to his side with safety. Mm-hmm. So I, I will. I, I do understand where you come from with that. My nine is uh, Devontae Adams. Um, more of what you all said. My only issue with Adams, never he's never broke a thousand yards yet. Never done it. N- n- not yet. Now that's not to say he can't or won't because he most likely will with the full season of Aaron Rodgers. Um, until I see it, I don't want to put him up there. Sheesh. Sheesh. I feel, feel kind of bad I mean, for Devontae. I like Devontae. I know, but how do you know that he, uh, Rodgers doesn't come back with all the chemistry with Randall Cobb or you know one of the I, the younger guys? I, yeah, I, wanted I think, to I think mention Adams, the younger guys. I think Adams is fine, and I think he's going to break 1,000 yards. I think he's going to get 10 touchdowns. But, you know, I don't. I can't put him in my top five until I see it. Again, I just have to say the the, the offense run – Obviously, it runs through Rodgers, but Devontae Adams is your number one. Jimmy Graham coming in is going to take some – he's going to get his looks. He's the best tight end they've had there for a while. I like Jamon Moore locking down the wide receiver three over a Geronimo Allison. Randall Cobb is going to get his, his looks. I just think Devontae Adams still the ball throws – it's just thrown his way all year long. Arms, I appreciate the lead-in you just gave me for my number 10. I've been excited to talk about my number 10. Valdez. Scuttling. You die at the end of my sword. Randall Cobb? No. Jamon Moore. (laughs) Okay, so another wide receiver, like Arms just mentioned, that has never had a 1,000-yard season is my number 10. A guy that is capable of putting up a 200-yard game, like the guys at the top. A guy that just signed a big contract extension i love how you just leave me lost until you say the name a guy that's <laughs> catching balls from a better quarterback with a better rocket for an arm a guy that single-handedly would you beat say the his saints, name beat the saints single-handedly and walked off the field to the song from titanic there we go stefan diggs stefan diggs true breakout time i love him this season i think he stays true. healthy I think he clicks with Kirk Cousins. I think him winning that game for the for the uh, Vikings over the Saints in the playoffs gave him a new level of confidence. A new level. And Stefan Diggs <laughs> is my dude. Are we talking about the guy who hasn't broke a thousand yards since high school? That yes, okay. that Stefan Diggs. Okay. He's came close. He's he's been in the nine hundred club. He's been in the eight hundred club, and he's been in the seven hundred club in his three years. It's time for him to be. In the 1,000 club. So, Arms has Thalen, Thielen in his top 10. You have Diggs in your top 10. And that's why I have neither in mine right there. Because I don't know. One of us is going to be wrong. They're both top 15 receivers. One of them's cracking 10. Diggs is my dude. All right. And that that's why I don't have them in my top 10. It, it's, it's too hard for me to predict who's – when you got two number ones on a team – do you have a number one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you still uh, have I'm number one. You, this glad isn't glad a running back or quarterback <laughs> situation. This, you still have number one. Let, me, right. add real, let great, me add real quick. That I'm not going to hate. I just want to say real quick, I'm not hating on either of them. I just don't I, I don't see one being that much better than the other. I think they're equal. I think they could end up with the same stats right around 15. You think uh, Laquan Treadwell is going to take away the, the Absolutely <laughs> not. Oh, okay. Treadwell. Let me add real quick that. You don't have Le'Veon Bell on this team. You don't have uh, Barkley. You don't have Kareem Hunt. Th- this team has Dalvin Cook. 
Yeah. Dalvin Cook's a little overrated going into the season. They don't have a shutdown, killer, time-grinding running game. This is going to be a passing team. Which and is I love a little bo- I love both of them for top 15s, but it's going to be a passing team. It's going to be a you know wide-open offense. And, man, Stephon Diggs is going to eat. Minnesota's coming out of the, the shadows of the Adrian Peterson era yep. where they just grinded out games and grinded out yardage. And now they're just going to go wide open with Kirk Cousins. I, I truly believe that. Grinding like coffee grinds, baby. Coffee grinds, baby. So here's my number 10, if y'all really want to know. I do. How much time we got left? Uh, we're negative 20 minutes. Negative 20 minutes, yeah. Because I could go for another 20 minutes on this guy's oh, career stats. I got good work. You know who this is. His career stats is long. He's had 10,000 yard received. Oh. Larry Fitzgerald, let's not write him off quite yet. Let me stick him into top ten. Let me stick Larry Fitzgerald right where he has been, belongs. Put him in there. Larry Fitzgerald. Let, let me stick him, he says. Let, let, let me, me let, just let me stick him. Let me put him in there. I mean, he's he's had worse situations. I mean, he's played with some rough quarterbacks. Yeah, he's the other guy. He's one other guy. So we we went quarterback proof DeAndre Hobson. Quarterback proof Antonio Brown, and then you can say Michael Thomas, and then making our cases of why all the other guys are going to be in. Larry Fitzgerald's quarterback proof. Ball's going to come his way. He's going to get his 140 targets or more on the season, just like he has for the last three years, and he's going to catch 100 balls and go well over 1,000 yards, five, six touchdowns. That's top 10 production. Him and Landry were my outside looking in. So My, my 10, the only reason he's not higher – is because his injuries still concern me, and they've concerned me every year, literally since he came in the league. It's Keenan Allen. I mean, last year, yes, absolute all-time, you know, as far as Keenan Allen career-wise, not even close. Huge breakout, 1,393 yards, six touchdowns. But prior to that, he's pretty much been dinged up, missing half a season or most of a season consistently, it seems like. Yeah, you can't predict injuries, but someone just seems to have a little bit more likelihood to be nicked up than others. Um other than that, his rookie year, 71 receptions, 1,046 yards, eight touchdowns, a, a great year. But in between, injury, injury, injury. Yeah. I, the, healthy Keenan Allen is not the norm, and I hate that because he's a great talent. But the the other thing with Keenan Allen is – So that's your 10. That's, your that's 10. my 10. Keenan Allen also – Barker-like lead up there. Yeah. Keenan Allen also hasn't been on a team that's been competitive – like, this team's going to be good. I, I think the Chargers are going to be good in 2018. That's motivation to stay on the field, do some of these nagging injuries. And I think Keenan Allen is that competitor who can play through it, even though he hasn't done in the past. How much incentive did he have to go out there and try to win a football game on a 5-7 and seven team at the time? That, I, so he has, I, like, I like, flukish the, things happen to him, like a ruptured spleen or something, and – you know, which guess, is good for projecting no yeah. injury in the future. Yeah, I know, though. but so. it, it just seems like the guy's just unlucky. Just, he just seems so unlucky with the injury history, and you, I, you, I hate that. You get the guys who have repetitively hurt their left knee, and then you have guys like Keenan Allen who are just repetitively injured yeah, on multiple it's like, levels. It's his right leg. It's his right ACL. His it's left his, MCL. His spleen or his appendix ruptures. and you're Like, what the heck, you know – I just until he sees another full season, I just I can't handle 
no, drafting him would make me sick to my stomach just knowing his injury history. It's like something always happens with him, and I hate that. Pulling the trigger inside the top ten of a of a startup draft would be a little dicey, a little scary on a Keenan Allen. I get that, but I still think he projects into the top five. Yeah. I want to at least mention our outsides looking in. Mine was Landry. Wait, wait, hold on. Ooh, We're we doing got, a 10, 11 to 20 show. We got a whole episode. We got a whole of other episode. So look at, we'll do the outside we, looking into the top 20, Barker. Okay. Yeah, good. Really? We, we've talked about some of the guys that, oh, they didn't make my top 10. No. Like, you know, AJ Green's probably going to be in my 11 to 20. AJ Green's my 11. Okay. okay. <laughs> my gosh. Reel it in, guy. Well, I it. just, I really, really wanted to talk about Amara Darbo. All right. <laughs> Sign us off. Get us to work. <laughs> I actually just looked. I don't have to be at work till nine. So I'm not real sure what my hurry was. But, you know, you guys are in a hurry. So I understand that. Mm. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's the show. <laughs> Oh, Enjoy your day. Hopefully, you had coffee, unlike us. Where can you? F- <laughs> One more jab. Listen, real quick. Uh, podcast awards. We've posted it on Twitter. You can vote for us for a podcast award. I'll repost that later on today. That way, you can vote for us. iTunes ratings help us tremendously. Uh, written reviews help us tremendously. Uh, if you don't subscribe already, please subscribe. That helps us tremendously. Uh, we're up to 850 subscribers. We're growing 50 a week. Help us out. Get us going. T- basically, tell your friends because, you know. Tell your wife. Tell your kids. Tell your friends. Tell everybody around here. We we ask for your help in becoming one of the biggest fantasy football podcasts out there because we love it. We have a passion for it, and we, we want to do it more. And the only way we can do more is more subscriptions, more reviews, and more of you sending us money. We need some I feel s- like sentimental music right like now. Like what, APCA or the PETA commercials? That music playing in the background for Barker? Yeah. Exactly. In the eyes of Listen, an angel. I, I, I just want everyone's help. I just want us to be one of the best podcasts. You didn't have to actually do all that. time. Help us walk off into the sunset. Help us win a title. Help us take down the others. Subscribe, rate, and review. Wow. Uh, I'm going to cry. We want to do this every day. Also, Jack could have fit on that door. I'm just saying. He could have fit on that door. Easily could have fit on that door. Easily. There's many, many examples online. He could have not died. I'll, I'll never let go, Jack. As I let go. No. Yeah, immediately lied to him. Immediately. And by sure the way, if we're, if we're ruining this for you... That was a distressed relationship from the start. Pretty yeah. sure she was having an affair. And she's like, this is my only way out of this marriage. Yeah, with her fiancé. She was having an affair with her fiancé. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was with one of the musicians playing till the boat sank. Sign us off, Buck. This I guy, did. This Rate us. Review us. Help us. I'm Nit. See, See ya. Good night. I'm, I'm Bark. Thank you for all of you who have subscribed and have written a review from the bottom of our hearts. Also, I will say, we are dangerously close to getting on that front page of the iTunes. So, you know, the more rates and reviews, the more people listen to us. And the more people you get to talk to at the water cooler about our wonderful show. Absolutely. We love you guys. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. I'm still out. (laughs) Good night. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening. 
be sure to give us a review. 